This show is furnished by The Cochran Firm. Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. We are coming to you in these tumultuous times, live from Culver City. I am Brian Thomas Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing, brother? You look healthy. I'm healthy, but I'm hungry, Brian. I'm hungry. Hungry? There's no place to eat. I know. There are no restaurants to stop at. I mean, basically, you and I are going to starve if all the restaurants and bars are closed. We're screwed. We're going to be having some problems. And um, I'm down to my last three rolls of toilet paper. And I'm a little bit more concerned about that, actually, than almost anything that would land me in the hospital. But I think we got TP now. That's good. So, folks, listen, we we have to do this. Uh, We have to talk about these most unprecedented times. Uh, We have to talk about the coronavirus. We have to talk about its effect and we have to talk about kind of the the way that this is gripping our collective consciousness uh, in a way that I don't think anyone really can relate to uh, that is living now. And we're we're talking about all of the other things that are attendant to it. I run a small business. Last week, I was told by the governor that I have to shut my business down. I always thought we performed an essential service. I guess we don't. Not according to the state of California. <laughs> L.A. County had a different rule there, but state of California, nope. So I still have to pay, or I have to come up with 60000 bucks every two weeks for payroll. I have to come up with thirty grand for the rent. I have to handle all of the insurance for my folks, which yep. is going to be due soon. Got to pay for all the health insurance. Got to pay for uh, malpractice insurance. And nobody's even the list goes on. allowed to come in. It's not like nobody's coming in. They're not allowed to come in. Nope. I still have to handle this. And that's when it got real for me, folks. I could handle um, the social distancing. Well, that's kind of my lifestyle anyway. I could handle the uh, kind of the lack of paper products and all of those things. But now it's getting to the point to where this is going to really hurt us economically. This particular situation that we're dealing with is going to have effects that are going to be long lasting. And as we talk about the discussion, folks. We've been trying to rack our brains to figure out why is this happening now. We've had two deaths. There are 10 million. I'm talking about amongst the 10 million people that are in L.A. LA County. County. Just L.A. County we're talking about. There have been two deaths. And I've been trying to do the math to find out if you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than succumbing to this disease. But these are not really safe conversations to have. Because... I have to believe, and this is kind of what I want to talk about today, folks. I really want to believe that all of the decision makers that are responsible for all of the things that are happening truly have our best interests at heart. Because for every action, there's going to be a reaction. Well, I think a lot of people are worried, Brian, about like, how does the government even have the power to do this? How, how, and how does it work, right? So like, if you go out on the street and you can't, can't walk out or you can't, it's not supposed to go to work, right? So, are you going to be stopped by the police? Are they going to arrest you? Are they going to send you home? I mean, how's that work, right? There's a lot of those kinds of questions, too. And, you know, as a, as a died-in-the-wool lawyer, I'm always wondering, where do these powers come from? And 
the thing that I'm really wondering, folks, and I want to know if you if you feel the same way, uh, is there something that we're not being told? That is the main thing. And if you'd like to weigh in on the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-KBC. That's 1-800-222-5222. The opening question really, folks, is that do you feel that there's something that we're not being told? Because if you even look at the total number of cases, out of 10 million people, we have something like 300 confirmed in L.A. County. Yeah, 270, actually. I think that's uh, – no, wait, no, we were at 292, right? We're 292. We've got a little bit of a bet going on this one, but yeah. And, and I think right uh, last week it was a little under 100. It was – yeah, it was, I think it was a 91 when we walked out of here, I think, last Saturday. So we're having some pretty aggressive measures. And one of the things that we're wondering, and I just want to know if you all can uh, wrap your arms around this, is how is history going to view this particular era in American history? Are we going too far? And if we are, is it for the greater good? Because for every life that is saved, we have to also consider that it can't ever be replaced. But at the same time, what's happening is we are losing our economic footing. Well, there's there's a way of looking at this thing that says that if our economy goes as far south as it could potentially go – that ultimately ends up meaning people will lose their lives on the other end. I mean, we've do, we did that. Remember the show we did in the homeless? Yes. And we didn't go into detail because we never got a chance to hit it in that one show. But, you know, I had pulled some numbers where it was just looking at like life expectancy when you're homeless, right? So if, if we say that the economy, you know, contracts by X, that leads to Y number of people losing their homes, which means Z number of people are actually on the streets. Right. Then how many of those people will die? Maybe not today, but they, they certainly, there's no doubt about this. People that live homeless... They, they die sooner, a lot sooner, like and, and there's, like 50%. there's a, a, an enormous toll on health care. Now, now folks, I will never say profits before people. No. I will always say as a principle, we must put people before profits. But at the same time, uh, what I'm wondering, you know, at the core of my being is that we're making all of these decisions based on what we're being told. Well, I think the thing that you were saying, like we were talking about this early, Brian, and, and, and even from last week, I read all the numbers. I read the stuff. You read the stuff. We talked about it quite a bit. You and I are both reasonable people. I, I got to say that, you know, you, I found myself on one side of it. You know, I thought maybe that they were doing the right thing at the time. You thought it was a little extreme. But now, a week later, with everything that's happened, I got to say, based on all the stuff we read and everything that we saw, the exact measures that have been taken as of today right. in the state of California seem – like, it, it doesn't really quite add up to what we read. So, folks, as we move into the discussion, and we're going to get to you right in a minute, Ed, uh, if you'd like to join us, the, the issue is going to be, is there something that we're not being told? Uh, does anyone have the feeling that this is uh, a lot worse than it appears to be? Uh, does anyone have the opinion uh, as if the measures that are being taken are taken uh, because to that there is a, con- a consciousness of erring on the side of... Uh, absolutely distancing each other from ourselves and are we creating a larger problem by doing that ed from los angeles i want to thank you for being so patient and holding welcome to a nation divided brother we are dying to know what you think well thank you for having me i appreciate it and uh yeah it's really interesting i I, i've been looking at this pretty heavy for quite some time now and I'm, i'm my biggest concern, I've always had this concern, was uh, governmental overreach of power right. in times like this. Me too. Right. And right. It, me reminds too. Me of, it reminds me of like May 9, 1933, with the 
bank holiday when they outlawed the ownership of gold and everyone had to turn over their gold. That's right. A lot of people don't know about and, that. And uh, under, under a national emergency sort of uh, reason. But where is the, these powers exist? And they may exist on a state level and a local level where there is actually more power than what the federal government has. Right. But my big concern is, is when things like this happen, the people, because of their, I hate to say, ignorance of our Constitution and how it's written and, and et cetera, and the separation of powers, is that people will begin to look to the federal government for all the answers who don't have the subsidiarity to be able to analyze it properly. Right, That's but actually the state level. government has more power at a time like this in terms of the actual who has the most power, the state government, right. in terms of how, how to affect your daily living and how to affect your basic uh, way of life, the state government, they're going to, the federal government's going to turn to the state government in times like this. Uh, but the question yeah. really is, is that, is the approach that we're taking now, because California has the most aggressive approach, uh, in the nation. They were we were followed by New York and now other states are falling in. Why is this happening on this level? Now, I, I think it's because there is, um, because the data is so slow coming in, right. there is, uh, no real, there's so much uncertainty right? and within that uncertainty uh, comes this abundance of caution. And, and that's and, it. And, and if we look at it like that, that could be something that we could all agree is a good thing. Folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And it doesn't matter if you're an expert. It doesn't matter if you've spent a whole lot of hours looking at this. It doesn't matter if you have letters behind your name. What we're most interested in here at A Nation Divided is what you think. Just what you think as an American. Are we headed in the right direction here? Is this something that is good? You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. Are we sheep that are being herded somewhere? Is there something That's that we're not I being wonder, told? Brother. That's what I wonder. And if so, folks, when we get back from the break, we're going to take more of your calls. In the meantime, try to stay healthy. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to A Nation Divided. We are coming to you live from Culver City. I am Brian Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. And we're both healthy. We're both healthy, and we're both As thinking about, uh, are we dealing with a case of governmental preparedness or governmental overreach into our civil liberties? Do we have a situation here where uh, we are simply going too far? Do we have a situation where there's something that we're not being told about how serious this threat really is? And if so, uh, what is it? And here's the thing about asking that question, Brian. It's not being unpatriotic. It's not trying to be sort of like against the grain. It's it's asking a legitimate question. There have been sometimes, not that often, right, but sometimes when government officials have made some choices, and they ended up not being the right choices in the end. And there is an there is an impact, folks. It's not I mean, to ask the question at least. Our economy is tanking right now. I mean, and we can't really turn our backs on this. Yeah. We're all kind of connected to this, and, and for all of the work that we're doing and all of the good, uh, uh, I guess, social distancing and all of that, it's creating issues, especially when business can't, businesses can't run the way that they're supposed to run. 
Uh, Jeff from Burbank, I want to thank you for being so patient and holding. Uh, welcome to A Nation Divided. And f- before we get to Jeff, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, the issue is, are we going too far here? Is there something we are not being told? That's the real issue. And if so, what do you think it might be? Uh, Jeff from Burbank, I want to welcome you to A Nation Divided. Thank you for holding. We are dying to know what you think, brother. Okay. Um, my question is, you know, the economy here is tanked. Meanwhile, in China, <clears throat> supposedly, you know, there are no new cases, and they're ready to go as an economic power. So during this time, America is foundering, and China will take over a bigger share of the market. Mm. This could be the turning point that, uh, that where China becomes the dominant power. I don't know about that. I uh, just to jump in. in world. Well, just to jump in and let so that you know, I was actually just reading some numbers here. Both Goldman Sachs and uh, J.P. Morgan have released. They're both estimating that uh, our GDP drops something on the order of of fourteen uh, percent, uh, which is a dramatic drop in our GDP. But they're estimating China's GDP will drop forty percent. In the next quarter, so yeah, and this is even more severe than what happened in two thousand and eight. Those are those are guys who really know what they're talking about. But anyway, c- continue, Jeff. I didn't mean to cut you off, but go, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean that's my concern. That this well could be the turning point of the power of the Western world. You know, it's scary. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Hunker down, unless we hunker down and do what the Chinese did, which was draconian, but apparently is successful. And that is really lock the country down and defeat this disease. Well, the question is uh, always looking at the global impact of this. And we really can't have a discussion like this unless we talk about what's happening in Italy. Now, Italy is pretty much the poster child of the absolute worst that this can get right now. The worst case scenario right now, yeah. Right. And just these are just some hard numbers that came out just, just yesterday. Uh, they have something like 47,000 cases of this in Italy. You have uh, on the order of 4,000-plus people that have died. They had something on the, on the level of 790-something people died in the last day or uh, just a substantial amount of people. The hospitals are being uh, completely overrun. Uh, and this is a situation that's dire. Something like 80, 80% of the deaths in Italy are people over the age of 70 and, you know, after that, it's 10 percent, 60 to 69. Now, you've had a lot of people uh, that have recovered from this, but there are some serious problems that they have there. And for those of you who you think like I used to think, which is that this is kind of like the common cold, maybe a little worse. When we look at a situation like what's going on there, we have to look at it in terms of that's that's getting out of hand and they don't have enough ventilators for oh, yeah for sure and what folks just so you know at home what a ventilator is is that if you're in a bed and because this thing attacks your your throat it attacks your i apologize your, your respiratory system and, and if you can't breathe there are beds with ventilators that will breathe for you until you get better and you can breathe on your own and what they're having to literally do uh is make decisions now about who's going to get a ventilated bed and who's not right and that's something we really don't want to get to but at the same time, we're pretty far from that. Uh, Susie from Long Beach, we want to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for calling A Nation Hi, Divided. And if anybody else would like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear your input. Don't have to be rich or famous or smart even. Look, I'm the one running the show. You can reach us at one 800 
during the week, nationedividedradio.com. You can also reach us at uh, one, or I'm sorry, there's a podcast that's going on live at any given time. Susie, please let us know what you're thinking. I'm kind of with Jeff in the draconian thought. If you really want to do this, you do it right. You shut everything down except for gas, except for grocery stores, you know, and stop the flights coming in, stop people coming in. Everybody, I've seen people, more people out today than ever before. Yeah, right, that's like, true. And there are a lot of people out. Yeah. I, I live on the beach, and uh, I was just looking out, uh, because we can't go to any restaurants anymore. I was right. just looking out at the beach, and you would not think that anyone was even told <laughs> the about lines, social distancing. The lines and the drive-thrus are huge. I mean, there's yeah, right. a lot of people out. Yeah. And you, you know, when you, you shut down those, you shut your know, grocery stores, obviously you need, that's a necessity, but you don't need In-N-Out. You don't need McDonald's. You don't need Starbucks. Well, I These are Americans you're talking about now, Susie. Keep I that know, in mind. but you, you, you really <laughs> want to do it right because poking at it the way you are, oh, because there's no, I, well, we don't know how long this is going to last. Right. That's what's crippling the economy. Well, has yeah, anyone ever no. thought about this? Okay, say that they're only going to let a few people into the grocery store. So now you have a line of 200 people outside the grocery store who are supposed to be socially distant from each other. And they're right on top of each hey, other. they're supposed to be six talking feet away, to each other. <laughs> like, No, it's your no, like it's it's the You do the order yeah. ahead. You do the order ahead. And, you know, here's your, what number are you? What number are you? And they walk you out, walk it out to your car. Well, I go. I went to the Best Buy yesterday. Actually, you know, of course, essential stuff at the Best Buy, right? Got to go to Best Buy for yeah, some stuff. But yeah, I go to the Best Buy yesterday, and they've got the the tape on the sidewalk, six feet apart. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to go yeah. to the little line. Saw that right. Yeah, right. Yeah, Susie, don't go anywhere. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got a few callers, and folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. The, the issue is, you know, is are we going too far here? Is there something that we're not being told that we need to know? Uh, are we just kind of going along with this? Uh, and we're going to have some major problems later when we actually look at what's happened to the economy. Uh, we have uh, Irene from Santa Clara, Santa Clarita. I'm so sorry. And we're going to get to everybody who's holding. Thank you so much for calling in. Hello, Irene. Hello. So here I need to state the instance of what happened in that I lost my husband a year ago. And when uh, he asked so me, sorry. He, he'd been in bed and he uh, did have COPD. He was what they would refer to now as a senior with other issues. And for those of you who yes. don't know, COPD is chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. It is a, a disorder of the lungs. It severely limits the capacity of the lungs to, to actually breathe. Go ahead, Irene, please. You're right. So he asked me to take him to the emergency room at uh, finally at one point, and when we got there and after they had tested him, uh, they said that he had toxic shock, and it was all throughout his body, but particularly localized in his lungs. His lungs were full of fluid. So I said to the doctor, he hasn't eaten romaine lettuce. He hasn't done any, you know, eaten the things that they do advertise as having oh. found to have E. coli. And he looked at me straight in the eyes and he said, it's all around us. It's all around yes. us. Yeah. And when you so, think about that, folks, and one of the thank you so much for calling and my condolences, sure. Irene, even one death of someone close to you is one too many. And we can't have an attitude like when we look at the numbers in the aggregate. Uh, like they're not going to touch us. And I think one of the things that people uh, react so strongly to uh, is the idea that this is happening to other people. And this is another person's disease. Like the president says, this is the Chinese virus. He pretty much refers to it exclusively yeah, as the right. Chinese virus. Continually. Yeah. Now, what one of the things that that does is it distances sure. us in consciousness from the people who are suffering from this. And it, it makes us, and us it, against them. It's, yeah, it, it, and it seems like something that, what, that was created on another level, created by people that are not us. The reality is it's all of ours. And when we hear from Irene, and Irene's talking about, okay, this is something that it may not have been directly related to that, but this is a respiratory illness 
that if you're old enough, it can get away from you very easily. Well, and then one of the things that that kind of brings up is this idea where everyone's talking about the coronavirus killing you. Well, what if something gets the coronavirus, but they've got two or three other things that are going wrong and it, it makes it more likely that they die of something else. So there's all of that too, you know. And if you'd like to join the discussion, folks, the issue is, uh, is there something we're not being told? Are we going too far with all of this? Maria from Granada Hills. Thank you so much for calling. If you'd like to join the discussion out there, folks, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. Tell us what you think, Maria. How are we going to get to the bottom of this? Stop. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Yeah. Um, I've got a maybe a little different perspective on this, looking at some of the data. Um, there was an interesting article in the LA Times today. Um, John P. Ianidis, I don't know if I have the right name, a professor at Stanford, who took a look at some of the data and says, you know, this is a Stanford professor who looks at this data, crunches it. And he gave some very good arguments about perhaps we're just taking this a little too far. Um, If you look at CDC data, you've got 38 million people. Yeah. Right now, who have the flu, 390,000 hospitalizations across the country and 23,000 deaths. And my question to everybody and even cohorts that I work with in the healthcare industry, how does this justify the shutdown of the world, of the country, Mm -hmm. of our necessary vital services, when the flu doesn't. Well, that's the right. question. That's the question we've been asking, Maria. But, you know, I'm wondering, Maria, do you mind us asking, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a dietitian, diabetes educator. So, so you work you, out of a hospital or, or a freelance? Or uh, oh, this is a hospital. Yeah. yeah so you work out of the hospitals, yeah. And so you've probably seen some of the measures they're taking. Oh, sure. And, and, and I don't, I'm not criticizing taking measures, but we should do that anyway because of the flu. Sure. Because of other diseases. You know, there's foodborne diseases. Yeah, there's oh, things that people... I, I see people hoarding toilet paper, mm-hmm. and these are the same people sure. that are smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just... it's it, When you start thinking about the hysteria of things that are going on now, how many folks have died from car accidents in the same period of time? Is it 50,000 a year? Uh, yeah. Are we going to say you, you should not drive your car at all uh, because there have been a handful of people every year who die... Uh, from car accidents, folks, these are some complex discussions. They don't yield the easy answers, but we really would like to know what you think. Stay with us, Don't Maria. go anywhere, don't Maria. Go anywhere, We're coming Maria. back to you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. The, the issue is, uh, are, are we just, are we going a little too far with this? How is history going to view what it is that we're doing now? Are we heroes or are we just sheep? We'd love to know your thoughts, folks. And we're going to be right back. That's such a scary song. It is kind of an Armageddon, kind of just uh, the apocalypse. Brian picked that song today, by the way. I just love the tune. Anyway, folks, welcome back. Uh, This is A Nation Divided. You're on with Brian Dunn and James Oates. We're talking about the only thing to talk about now, which is the pandemic. Uh, Is this the end of days? Are the four horsemen coming around the corner? 
I don't know who they are. And I don't know what they look <laughs> what like. They look like. Are they coming? They might be coming. Anyway, folks, listen. We're we're really trying to wrap our arms around this. Are we going too far with this? Uh, is is this something that history will view as we overreacted? Uh, is there something that we're not being told about how lethal this really is? Uh, when we look at the actual numbers, 300 cases out of 10 million in L.A. County. Only uh, two people have died. Uh, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear your input. You don't have to be rich, famous, or educated, or even have thought about this. We're interested in what the average American thinks. Maria from Granada Hills, you've been so wonderful. Uh, now, Maria has got a unique perspective because she's actually in the healthcare industry. She works in those places that I try to stay away from, hospitals. <laughs> yes, and she makes her living there. Tell us a little bit more about your thoughts, Maria. How do you think history is going to view you know, the the first quarter of 2020. Yeah, this is something that I think we really need to take a look at the data. Now, by no means am I saying that this is not serious. Okay, let's take the flu serious. Let's take all diseases right. serious. Right. But what other disease has shut down the world as this one has? Well, you know, the one thing that I wondered, Maria. That's a very good point. Brian, I don't think there really has no, been. There, and that's what I was going to say. The I, swine I, flu didn't happen in no, 2009. No, the bird flu, it didn't, didn't happen. Have to, yeah. SARS didn't happen. But part of the reason they didn't have to is because they shut it down. So one of the things Brian and I have talked about a little bit, and we certainly talked about this last week in the show, was that it, it occurred to me that, yeah, if you've got this chance to stop it, by all means, try By to stop it because right. if it Target. never becomes because if it never becomes endemic, it's just one less thing we have to worry about. As Forrest Gump would say, it's one less thing. But I mean, but but the thing is now, doesn't it seem pretty clear that it's endemic and it's not? It's here to stay. Well, mm. I'm I'm a small business owner and I'm losing uh, on the order of three hundred grand a month. So this is something that <laughs> I'm worried not, about yeah, right, right now. Okay, this is something that is not a problem in the future. It's a problem for me right now, and I'm kind of considering. Um, looking at this through the through the lens of, did, did you really have to shut me down? But Maria, you've looked at the data. What do you think, Maria? Is, is well, this yeah, here well, see, here's the thing. I, I think the biggest problem this country had was rolling out the test kits in in a in a timely manner. Yeah, so, we didn't have them. Yeah, yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, but we've got the death rates, but we don't really have the incidents quite clearly out there very good point and and i think okay because i'm watching on a daily basis i'm watching the data come in and if for some reason um we just get this mega number of incidents and deaths which i don't see yet like we do with a flu or a flu-like illness you know um again does this warrant the shutdown and of of our country and all the vital businesses that we have here and the impact on our commu- uh, on our economy but then can i please ask somebody out there statisticians whoever right once this is said and done because this let's get ahead of this well we just don't know it's not good enough argument for me to use these kind of measures. And, and exactly. And one of the things that I have to I, I have to look at is it's probably about 20 people or so that are making these decisions that are going to affect all of the millions of people in the state. Yeah. Now, we want so desperately to believe that they have everybody's best interest at heart. We want so desperately to believe that this is the right thing and that even though we're going through a lot of very painful measures now, it's actually keeping the number down. And that keeping that number down is the best possible thing. Uh, we'd love to believe that. Folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. What aren't we being told? What I think we're not being told 
is that this version of uh, COVID-19 that we have now may be somewhat mild, but it's got an evil cousin out there that is no joke. Sure. And that if yeah, this that it can mutate. Yeah. Or, if yeah. we don't. There's been some discussion about that, whether that that talk is really true or accurate or not, whether it's, it's just sort of hype. But, right. Yeah. We'd like you to stay with us if you can, Maria. But we're going to switch briefly to Jack. Uh, you've been so patient for holding. Uh, and Ike, we're going to be we're going to be getting to you next. Tell us a little hey, bit about so your thoughts about all of this, Jack. Hey, thanks so much. Did I just hear you say you're losing three hundred grand a month? I'm saying that's what it yes. costs to run my business if we with payroll, if we're not making money, with rent and yep. with insurance. That's now, am I losing it? Uh, that might have been an exaggeration, but that is what it costs for me to run my business. Yeah, right. And there's nobody there. I'm not allowed to even have bodies there, so we're we're seriously compromised. And I'm fortunate we have a marketing company, so we can all work from home and just write and be online and stuff. So I feel fortunate, but I feel so bad. I have a couple of friends who are in the restaurant business. Oh, oh yeah, they've Think really been guys. hit hard. Yes, yeah. they're getting killed. They can't do the home, you know, delivery drive-through stuff. They're not set up for that. They have a beautiful Italian restaurant. They're dead, and they're not. Absolutely. They're not contemplating Absolutely. this type of situation where, see, Jack in the Box can get along just fine. Yeah, they're because gonna they're going to have that drive-through yeah. run in the same way. Jack the Crash goes sells burgers. In and out, we have an in and out right around the corner. The lines are out. The you know, right? Fine. They always are. But yeah. you start thinking about, okay, what's going to be the effect? What's going to be the effect? I'm feeling the effect right now, and this is something that's, that's very fun. real. And I, I am not convinced. One of the reasons why we're even having this discussion is I'm not totally, totally, totally convinced. That all of this is is absolutely necessary. But the thing is, how will I ever know? I mean, we have to just trust at some point. We don't know where all of this information is coming from. I do know I that it's a... Pull back, I think if we pull back, we can all agree it's not necessary. It's overkill because the government, Newsom, they're never going to fail by being overly concerned. That is such well, a great a point. point. And then we dropped the ball in 1918. Folks should really have some kind of historical context. But now <laughs> that was when we actually had the same attitude that, you know, loosely I'm talking people were like, let's just let this thing go on. Uh, this is not that big a deal. This was coming on boats from all across the world and it was actually Philadelphia got hit the hardest. But now you got to ask yourself the question in, in 2020, do we really is our economy so fragile that we couldn't just take two or three weeks of a vacation. I'm not saying that this thing's only going to last two or three weeks, but, you know, think about it. I mean, places, uh, the Europeans, right, they take, they go, like, I think it's at the end of August, right, when they do that, like the French. Yes. They go, like, yeah, entire yeah. companies shut down for two right. or three weeks. So, right. you know, maybe maybe one of the things we need to think about is if this is going to hurt us as bad as it appears that it's going to hurt us. I have not taken a two-week vacation in right, 25 exactly. years. And right, I have truly, point. in 25 years, I have yeah, not you're, taken you're, a two weeks off. I'd lose my mind. Don't go anywhere, Jack. Uh, Joanne, okay, actually, who's been holding? Uh, Ike from Ike. Tustin. Thank yeah. you so much for being so patient. Hello, Joanne, Ike. you're going to be next. We really appreciate you calling. And folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. This is a nation divided. Ike, we are dying to know what you think, brother. Talk to us. Ike? Yeah, you there, Ike? From Tustin? Do we have Ike? Let's go to Bridget. I think Ike might not be there. Okay, Ike, if you're there, uh, pick it up. If not, we're going to get back to you. Bridget from Newport hey, Beach. Hey, Bridget, are you there? Yes, I'm here, guys. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Yeah. What are your thoughts, sister? First of all, real quick, this is like some weird Hollywood sci-fi movie. And, and we're in it. It's scary. Right. Yeah. It. I would have been like, no thanks. I don't want to see that because it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want to see it. I love it. Right. Okay, so moving on. I, I, I get where you're all coming from, and that's great. 
I think what we need to look at as well is two things. One, preventing this from ever happening again. We need yes. to get to the source of it to make sure, because we've had SARS, MERS, Ebola, and uh, Zika, and we just need to find a way to stop this from happening. And, and one of the things is so... As possible. That is such a great point, Bridget. And one of the things that is so daunting about the H1N1 virus is it's a moving target. It constantly changes its identity. And we don't right. have a built-in uh, immune system to it uh, like we do some of the other issues that are uh, commonly referred to as the common cold. So it is kind of an issue. But the thing is, is that even if you get this now, I think the mortality rate is way less than 1%. Now, right. it, it can get to a situation where if that number climbs to 3%, you're talking about an awful lot of humans dying. And at this point, we're not really there yet. But what I'm concerned about is, is it like we're on the brink of getting there? I mean, if the wrong bird, you know, if the guy lathers up in the poop from the wrong bird and then goes and has sex with his pig at the wrong time and then the pig poops in the, the, the creek well, and then it goes that, down and the so wrong much, thing happens. And then we're so dealing with those, a very serious situation. I don't think it's so much those, those circumstances combined together, but it, it's kind of a simpler formula, right? If you've got a thing... That lives outside of the body on surfaces for their what are they saying now three days possibly yes. maybe and it's not more. living in snot yeah, it's just it's living on dry, dry land it can live for yeah. a long time and other viruses die you know if you got something like that a lot more people are potentially going to get it Bridget any final thoughts thank you so much yeah real quick last thing and this is a big one in my opinion okay if you and I are neighbors would you let me and I live like two doors down would you let me do all your shopping. And would you let me control and you call me up and you place an order? Hey, look, today I'd like a box of chips and this and that, you know, and no, send over my uh, chicken breast and I'll have an onion. Okay, no. What we need to do is look at manufacturing. We depends, have relied on outsourcing everything to Asia so much that now in this time of need, we can't get this stuff quick enough. They now, couldn't ship it here fast Now, that is enough. a good point. We need right. to bring I mean, that stuff back home. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, that, that is a good point. here that can do it. Yep. Good point, Bridget. Thank you Thank so you, much. Bridget. So, folks, listen, we're moving forward. Uh, we're going to have to take a break in one minute. We're going to get back. Everybody that's holding now, I'm going to get to you. Uh, but we kind of need to, to focus our attention on I, I think I want to. I want to look at it, folks, in terms of how do you think history is going to look at this? Yeah, I'm still wondering. History like, really has slammed the American government are, are in people, 1918. They were saying all the historians agree that the government lied to the people because we were at war, and there were these all of these restrictions on freedom of speech that would not let people talk about anything that could lessen morale. Sure. So we did not uh, address the virus as a real problem, and as a result. We didn't do anything about it, and we lost on the order of 675,000 Americans as a result of that. On the other hand, you know, no people, one will say that now. No I guarantee you, no right. one's going to accuse us of that problem of, now. Of course not. We're almost the other direction. But then on the flip side, you've got they've got this government order, right? And so then you got to ask yourself the question: If we got on the other side of this thing, and we look back and we say maybe this was an overreaction, are we going to say the government went too far? Well, what we're going to say is: Are we being told the truth? There. That's the main thing Americans right. want. We want to have faith in our government that they're telling us the truth about yeah, what's happening. The problem happening. is, Brian, you can't handle the truth. I can't handle the truth. I've been waiting for you to do that. For oh, a long my time. goodness, folks. <laughs> we're going to be right back. Uh, thank you so much for being so patient, everybody. We're going to get to you. What are we going to do with this thing? And are we making the right decisions? How is history going to view us? 
I know they're going to view Brian Dunn as a lot poorer. That's one of those things you can count on, folks. We love you all, though, so much. Welcome back, folks. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're really trying to wrap our arms around this uh, rabid hysteria, if you want to call it. Are I wonder we being what educated? Keith Richards thinks about this. I, I wish we could interview Keith Richards. I, I, I just think he he, he's worried about he cares? things that are much more important to him, like yeah. uh, his next uh, fix. But still, we're not going to be too worried about all of that. Oh, that's bad. Oh, am I in trouble? Am I? Oh, uh, my producers are looking that. at me. I love you, Keith Richards, still. Come on. Let's all have a light attitude about this. Are we going too far? Brandon from Altadena. Let us know your thoughts, folks. Hey, can, you, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Brandon. Hey. So, yeah, like, I think it, it is and it isn't. Um, they're not – I don't think this is going to continue for very long. I think they're just trying to uh, slow it down long enough to catch up um, – to, to create more hospital beds. Because if you look at the stats, like, I'm looking at the CDC right now. It's somewhere between 12 and 15 percent of people end up in the hospital. So I think, and because it's so contagious, they're just afraid that if if, if people just go run wild and it spreads really quickly, we will just shut. Like our healthcare system will just collapse. Hey Brandon, so do you I think, think eventually? Brandon, do you think huh? that that maybe what part of what's going on is that it's the government sort of uh, preparing everyone for the worst case scenario? They're giving us this real big number, April 15th, shutting everything down, and then maybe in a couple of weeks they're going to come back and say. Okay, now we can start opening things up. Maybe do you think they're trying to like soften us up for it, and then may, it's not so bad in the end? What do you think about that? I don't, I don't even think that that's what's going on. I think they're really just trying to slow it down long enough to make more ventilators and and make more hospital beds. That makes a lot of sense. That's Brandon. what that's what they say. Thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, Will from Granada Hills. Uh, thank you so much for being so patient. Welcome to a nation divided, brother. Uh, I understand you might have some specialized knowledge here. Yeah, I can't really say too much about how I got this information, but I can tell you there's a guy named David Abel who was on the cruise ship off the coast of Japan. He's in the U.K. He's from the U.K. He's back in the U.K. now, uh, just recently. He, he blogged about it all on YouTube. You can go look at it, probably get in contact with him. But he came down with it and was diagnosed, then got over the symptoms and was uh Tested negative. I think that's 80% of the people have that exact situation. But, yeah, keep going, Will. Okay, so his wife was positive at the time. He then tested positive again and came down with more severe. Uh, yes. So when you talk about there's a second strain and a second strain, COVID-19B, if you will, it is the more serious of the two. And I think I that that's probably that. the, the terrible secret, folks, because that would make all of this make sense. I mean, when you look at really what's happening in Italy, we had right. something like 800 people died yesterday. They're looking at uh, the numbers are staggering. It's somewhere along the lines of 50, almost 60,000 people affected. They've had nearly 5,000 people die. And this is something that's really spiraling out of control. They don't have enough beds in Italy. They don't have enough ventilators in Italy. They're having to make decisions about who's going to live and who's going to die uh, simply based on how far away they are. And that's really a, the that is the actual definition of a public health disaster. And when we start thinking about this, it, uh, it Maria, I wanted to get back to you because you, yeah, you're working in the hospital. Uh, Maria, do you think that 
situation like is happening in Italy, do you think that something like that is is something that we should legitimately be concerned about happening here? That's a very good question. And, uh, you know, in Italy, um, there's a different health care system. You know, the population, the demographics may be older. I can't 80% of the deaths are over the age of 70, by the way. These are numbers from uh, Fox News. Keep going, Maria. And, and possibly, you know, um, maybe the South Korea model we could look at a little bit closer, maybe more of a targeted a- a- um, area, you know, get ahead of this, on top of this, with target areas, looking at outbreaks and specifically going there because this this wide blanket net of shutting so much down do we really need to do that? And what the point I wanted to make with history looking back on us, we absolutely need clear data. I, I can say absolutely. that a little bit iffy right now. We're rolling out the test kits. We didn't have that data to begin with so much, except we've got the mortality, which is But do you think, Maria, that some people have the data, but we just don't have it yet? That there's you know, Some people are looking at all the cards, and we're just looking at three cards out of seven or something. You know, and and there we we need to make sure that the CDC, the World Health Organization, our public health um, agencies, really get us. We have we need the public needs to have confidence in somebody. Yeah. So right now, that's where I go. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. these are the agencies I'm looking at. I'm looking at their numbers because who else? Because we need to make sure that they're not lying to us. Okay? Right. Right. So she's going, she's going, she's Maria, going where I, I went, can't thank you Brian. enough for contributing to the yeah. show. Thank you so much for calling. Okay, one more thing. Yeah, yeah Maria, you got it. History looking back. Please, I'm going to throw this out to everybody. Let's take, a, take some statisticians. Let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at the data. And what can we learn the second time around? Right. Okay. Well, this this is the second time. This the first time this happened was in 1918. They don't even teach that in well, schools. This is, it's more than just the second time. I mean, you can say 1918. There's been a lot of other things happened since then too, right? But it like was it was, it it was in action. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jim, did you want to talk about spinal meningitis for a minute? No, no, no. I don't want to talk right. about that at all, actually. But I I do I I like kind of what thanks Maria. Was, I like what we were talking about there with her. Those that where's the data come from? You and I were talking about this earlier. How do we even get these numbers? How do we even know that what they're saying? The, the, the numbers of the cases versus the number in terms of mortality. How do we know that's really? You just have to trust. You gotta. You, you gotta have, to have blind faith. Kerrigan uh, from Glendale. Thank you for being so patient. Thank you for holding. Welcome to a nation divided. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. What do you have, brother? Uh, actually, I have two concerns. One of them is uh, I think this uh, whole issue is just a nice slap on our cheek because we as Americans started to leave the uh, dream of a bubble of uh, comfort and safety. But at this point, what comes to mind is if with one virus, uh, all this is happening, what if a major something happens, let's say like an earthquake, San Andreas fault goes off and uh, there are no roads to deliver anything. There is no hospitals to put the patients in. We are not prepared guys as a state uh, to handle issues like this. I think this is a nice warning sent from above to us to think twice about our preparedness for... Uh, it's like what you issues. said last week, Brian, Thank you, about Carter. the social contract. I mean, that, that's, it kind of brings up that thing, right? If, if the social contract's breaking down, if people are taking all the toilet paper off the shelves over this... Well, yes. The next thing that's going to happen is people are going to be start... They're going to start fighting over things, and yes. we're going to be, be reduced to a more primitive nature... 
uh, that we're hoping we, we don't have to go, we don't ever have to get to. But the, the thing is, is right now things are pretty much holding steady. Um, but, of course, there are going to be some major consequences with regard to paying the piper e- economically when all of this wears down. Uh, and uh, you've been so patient holding. Uh, I wanted to get to you before we broke. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for being on the phone and, and staying with us. Welcome to A Nation Divided. We are dying to know what you think. Okay. Um, anyway, God bless you. God bless and, you. Um, I wanted to say there is something called Agenda 21, which is the UN and Marxism, which has been in the works. It was started by one of the Bushes. Obama reiterated it when he went to the UN. And there's a plan for 2030. And what it is is to... Um, Take away our land, airspace, water resources. So much at us right now that I don't know if we're even going to be able to process everything that you just said. Uh, but if I if I get you correctly, uh, what you're basically talking about is a plan, uh, a governmental plan uh, that is going to basically impose some form of governmental control. Uh, have I have I got you wrong? Have I got you wrong there? Socialist Marxist. Ah, yeah. Words that folks don't like. Uh, some of those socialist countries, folks, just just because we have to give credit where credit is due, aren't having this problem at all. Well, but, you know, then that's the thing that comes back to this thing about the the orders that are put in place here, right? So people – there are people that argue, and I think that there's a valid argument, that the reason that this became a problem here in the first place was not because the virus originated in China, but it's because of the way the Chinese government responded trying right. to cover it up for a while because that's the way their government works. Everything's got to be happy and pretty and But nice then when they shut it down, they shut it down, though. And that's the flip side, right? So now the flip side is if you've got this, this system that can put these draconian measures in place, if you've got that kind of totalitarian state – yeah, sure. You can do things like that pretty quickly, and it's it's tough. We don't react. There's no doubt about it. The United States of America doesn't respond that quickly. But here's the thing: we say, right? We are a democracy, and you know, I like to quote Thomas Cahill: "No Western democracy has ever won a war that it was intended to fight, right? Or never ever lost a war that it was intended to fight. Never and and always won the wars that it was righteous in fighting. And so, what's the what's that really say? It says that yeah, we might not be." As flexible in some ways, we might not have this sort of ability to shut everything down the way another country would, but our freedom and our freedom of speech is actually what makes us safer in the yeah, Absolutely, in our way of life. Okay, we only have a few minutes left. Ike from Tustin, take us home, brother. Hello. Hey, Ike, final yeah. comments real quick? Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been listening to the virus uh, problems, and it just dawned on me, you know, uh, the, the virus is in the air. It's in people's uh, uh, breathing. Uh, I was thinking, just dawn on me, why doesn't uh, the government have these planes spray the cities with this? All right, Ike, I'm going to have to cut you off and then put a bow on that real quick. Because I, I, one thing I can probably agree, and I think we can all agree on this, is that if there was an easy solution to this, we wouldn't be going. If there was an easy solution, we problems with right. easy solutions sure tend that, to yeah. not stay problems sure. for that long on this mm-hmm. level. Uh, Will, real quick uh, before we break, uh, you've been so patient. Is there anything you wanted to, to add as we move towards the conclusion of this? I guess not. Uh, let's take Will down. So, folks, listen. This is kind of what we wanted to leave you with. There's always going to be trade-offs. Now, in this particular situation. We can agree that there's no easy solution, but we should always be challenging what's happening. In my opinion, uh, as Americans, part of what makes us who we are 
is that we don't just follow and we don't just obey. We will to a point, but we must always question to see whether this is really in everyone's best interest. You know, now, what's happening right now is going to have a really difficult impact on the economy. That's true. But on the flip side, Brian, we're a very resilient people. So on, Absolutely. on, on, on the other hand, maybe you look at it as this opportunity in the next two weeks or four weeks to do the thing that you've been needing to do for a long time and you haven't done. So, I mean, our people are productive in that way. And yeah. so there is a way that you look at it where you say our creativity and our individualism actually might show that our system's still great despite being well, I, I know that we're going to survive. And everybody, I just want you to know you're not going to die. Folks, thank you so much for sharing this hour with us. And as we always like to say, even though we may disagree with what you say, we love, love you, all. you all. Be safe out there, folks. We really do love you. This show is furnished by The Cochrane Firm.